Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Trisha Stefankowitz, registered dietitian and nutritionist. On today's episode, I wanted to focus more on our mental health and with the caveat of knowing that I am not a mental health professional. So I wanted to focus on really the, the thoughts that we that we think about ourselves that really start to hinder our health goals and any health progress that we are trying to make. So much of the time we are focused on the physical aspect and what we appear like from the outside that I wanted to talk about what's happening in our brain and what's happening of the thoughts that we think about ourselves that may be hindering our health progress. Before we start the episode, I want to remind you that I have a free Facebook community called Whole Health Empowerment Project. It is a new group, so you can be one of the original members. I want to make it a place where it's a safe space for women like you who are interested in making a health change and don't know where to start, or perhaps you're already on the journey and you need a little help with motivation in the middle part of the journey because that can be really hard too. And it's also a place where I can get to meet you because I'm so often behind this microphone that it would be nice to see, you know, a name and a face. So come join me over in the free Facebook community, Whole Health Empowerment Project podcast. I felt I need to talk about this topic of really digging into what our core beliefs are when it comes to just when it comes to our body image, when it comes to our health, because I know that from past experience and from working with my own patients that all of these things are either a deterrent or, you know, they, they, or they can hinder really our, our health goals, or they can work the opposite and actually help us achieve our health goals. So much of the time, I feel like we focus on the tactical ways that we can get to a, to achieve our health goals. So we, you know, we'll sit there and we'll make a plan about what we're going to do, how many days we're going to exercise, how we're going to meal plan. And those things are all really important, but it's really important also, if not more important to really take stock of what's happening in with your mental health and what's happening with your brain and what are some of the things that you're telling yourself. Because all of those things are going to, again, either help with your health progress or they're going to hinder your health progress. And so let's talk today about ways that we can in- increase our mental strength, not just our physical strength, and really tapping into identifying what our core beliefs are and trying to figure out what to do about it and how to change it. Again, I am not a mental health professional by any means. This is just something that I wanted to talk about because I think that it's really important when it comes to, again, like maintaining and preserving and, and meeting health goals. But certainly if you felt like this was a topic that you needed to go deeper into depth about, then I would seek a mental health professional who's licensed and knows how to help you get there. And no shame in your game because I've been for sure seeing a mental health professional for probably about 15 years. So I love going to mental health professionals. So I always like to talk about the benefits whenever I can and also to give a shout out because that's in their wheelhouse and certainly it is not in mine. So one of the things when we talk about core beliefs is like really trying to figure out what it is, who you think you are. 
core beliefs are based on, you know, things like how you grew up and how people talk to you and what your relationship is. And it's influenced by, by lots of different things. Again, it's influenced by, it could be your family or your friends or your loved ones or who you spend time with, the environment that, that you are in, a, you know, in. So let's talk about this idea of examining your core beliefs. When we talk about core beliefs, what what does it even mean? Well, you know, it's really just how you see yourself in the world, how worthy you think you are, how deserving you think you are. It's your assumption that you make about who you are, assumption that you make about your family and your friends and the world around you. It is, it will impact your health. Like we just talked about, it impacts your relationships, your finances, the job that you choose to be in. And so that's why core belief is really important. It is also going to allow you to figure out how worthy and deserving you are when it comes to health goals. I, you know, some of those can come into play because they could be limiting beliefs that you have and not even really truth, just beliefs that you have about yourself that may be holding you back from getting where you want to be. So these core beliefs play a part of your whole life and how you feel about yourself. And they also, you know, they trickle down into shaping the behaviors that you do on a daily basis. And they also have an impact on the reality of the life that you want and what you want to be. And so there's always kind of this thought that people say that, you know, you, you basically are attracting what you believe and you are repelling what you find challenging. Now, I didn't always believe that until, you know, I really started to take my health goals into consideration. I don't know that I ever knew how, I knew that I had some limiting beliefs, but I I don't know that I knew to the extent that my limiting beliefs were and that they would really hinder what I was trying to do when it came to my health goals. So this is kind of the things that, that we tell ourselves. So how they impact our health goals is that if we are somebody who is really trying hard to lose weight, you know, again, losing weight and not focusing on the weight, but just feeling like you have some weight to lose well, then you're probably not going to do it because you don't believe that you can. You know, you could be somebody that tells yourself, I'm so big, I'm never going to get there. You could be somebody who tells yourself, it's just so hard, I can't do it. Well, you probably won't be able to. These are some of the limiting beliefs. I hear a lot of people say, and myself, I sometimes have said this, that I've heard myself that, you know, I will never lose weight after a certain age. So for a lot of women, that will usually be, I can't lose weight after menopause. And again, because you believe that, it's probably really going to be holding you back. So you're not really going to challenge that belief or really move forward. So you may at one point in time be able to make some health changes, but then to maintain it over the long run might be harder. The long run might be harder because you don't truly believe that you can. Some other limiting beliefs that I hear is that it takes too much time. I don't have the time to make to make these health changes. 
And then also, I don't have enough motivation. I think that's a really, really big one, like that you're either too lazy or you are not motivated enough or that you are just not as intentions enough to be able to maintain the behaviors that you need to do in order to get to where you want to be. And so if you have these like negative thoughts about how how worthy you are or how not enough you are or about how your body looks, then you could be focusing too much on those things. And again, negatively impacting your progress or hindering your growth. You know, many of us kind of go through life and we never really take the time to have the space to really identify how we feel and then what to do about it. And again, I say this as someone who has done this for so long. I would just go through life and focus on, oh, let me get to a spinning class or let me go to this other physical activity or let me go take a, you know, let me go work out in this particular class or let me go take a walk, but never actually having the space to figure out how the mental part of it played into it. I knew that after I did those things, I felt really good, but I think I started as I started that journey to to recognize that although that helped in the short term, how I talked to myself was something that could either help me or hinder me in the long term. So these limiting beliefs that you may feel about how worthy you are or how good enough you are or how how big you are or how or how lazy or unmotivated you are are some things that maybe are kind of going that going on that you have in the back of your brain that maybe you don't even know that you have. For so many of us, we don't take that time to be still to really recognize what those thoughts are. But I suspect you have something in your head that is on repeat that kind of goes along with that same dialogue. So in addition to having core beliefs, you may also have these limiting beliefs that we've just talked about. But then some of this also is like this feeling of being invisible. So I don't know if any of you have felt like that. So this is another way that we are kind of figuring out what our core beliefs are that like, you know, like that somehow like people don't see you because you are a certain size or people don't see you because you are older than you were before, or maybe you're not as pretty as you were before. And so, so much of this plays onto our physical appearance that I, that I don't think it really, it, so, so much of our focus then is also on our physical appearance, but so much of what is really going to be more important is to really focus on what is in your head that's really going to help you beyond physical appearance and how you act in the world and how worthy you feel and how satisfied you are with your life. And I think as women, we do, you know, measure a lot of our self-worth on how and wanting to be liked and how people treat us and how people like us and how much we, how much we help other people and how young we are and how pretty we are and 
how overweight we may feel or we may be or what we used to look like and now we don't look like that. So there's all these like little things that kind of play into our self-worth and also into this perception that we have about ourselves that may or may not be true. They're not really based on anything. They're just based on, again, the backgrounds and the, and the beliefs that you've developed along the way. So what do we do if you're somebody who, like most people, have these thoughts that somehow they're so little that you know that they're there, but perhaps you haven't tapped into them, but maybe you have this nagging suspicion that you're not worthy or that you're not enough or that you don't deserve something or you don't deserve to have good life or you don't deserve to have good health or you don't deserve to have good relationships or, or that you're bad with money and you don't deserve to have financial freedom. What do you do about that? Where do you start by really trying to figure out where you shake out about your, your core values? Well, I would say where to start would be to identify what your core belief is And really also in in that is to identify what stressors make you challenge those core beliefs. So how do you start that? How do you get to a place that you feel like, oh, I'm in a place now I want to really challenge how I feel? Well, most likely you already probably have some idea. There are probably these like fleeting thoughts like bubbles that pop into your brain and then kind of pop out. And so what I would say is to really just kind of get still and get to a place that you're able to hear those thoughts in a world where we are so focused on technology and being busy and that is then and that becomes rewarded taking the time to be still with yourself is a really good way to figure out how you feel and you know in that stillness it could be just breathing for a couple minutes by yourself it could be just sitting in a space and not doing anything but not distracting yourself either just being in a place that you take the time whether it's 5 minutes and you just sit in silence and really just acknowledge any of the feelings that you have it could be getting all that stuff out of your head that you're thinking and journaling about it, just writing it down. It doesn't even have to be a full journal, you know, entry. It's just writing it down. I think so many of us walk around in this place where we just, our head is just jumbled by all this negative self, this negative self-talk that probably isn't even true. And if we wrote it down, we could probably challenge it, but we don't take the time to do it because it feels too hard. And ladies, I'm right there with you. I have a copybook that I write down, but I'm not even that great at doing it because I only do it when I'm so stressed that I have to. But perhaps if I did it every single night, I would be in a place that I would be better at it. So there's no judging in any of this. I'm just trying to figure out a way that we can really identify them and to take the time to to be deserving enough that you can get that stuff out of your head because you don't need to walk around with that craziness and those negative self-talk and those negative thoughts every single day. Unload the burden, right? Unload it, put it away, put it on a piece of paper and be done with it. And then also, you know, listening to your self-talk. So again, the only way that you can really do that is to be still and to listen and to maybe write it down and to then look at it and say, oh my gosh, I can't believe I I think that. Because a lot of times too, once we get it out of our head and we see it on paper, 
you may, you're going to probably be able to be like, oh, I'm thinking that and be able to challenge it because once it's out, it doesn't seem so scary because it's out on paper and it's not in your head anymore. And then other ways are, you know, taking a walk, things like that. Any place that you can do that you can get some space, five minutes of quiet per day, whether it's in your house or whether it's sitting in your car or whether it's going for a walk or whether it's in your bed before you wake up in the morning, before you grab your phone and start scrolling through social media, just take a couple minutes every day for yourself, whether it's the end of the night and you choose some kind of music just so that you can reconnect with yourself, anything just so that you are able to tap into and have stillness in identifying what you're, what you're telling yourself. And then what do you do? What do you do when you see what you've written and it's this negative stuff? Well, I think a lot of that is challenging those beliefs, which, you know, may take some time because you, they either, they may be stuff that you are really able to do really easily. Once you see it written down, you could say, oh, I don't believe that. Or it could be something that's a little bit more rooted and you, you know, you need to kind of dig in or start to reframe those and and really challenge what you feel. And so instead of, you know, having the thought that you're not worthy and that you're not enough, starting to tell yourself or write down or saying affirmations to yourself that you are worthy and that you are enough and that you're not lazy and that you know, that you're strong and that you can do this and that you can have the life that you want and you can have the health changes that you want. And and that it's worth having that short-term sacrifice to get to those longer-term goals that you desire and that you quite frankly deserve. And starting to have this and telling yourself that you can trust your body. I think so many of us we're raised in this world of like, we don't trust ourselves and we don't trust our body. And then as we go through life, maybe we have times that our body fails us, whether it's fertility or whether it's by, you know, weight gain or whatever it might be. Everybody has probably a different story when it comes to, you know, not trusting your body, but learning how to trust your body and learning how to love your body again, all of that, you know, will help challenge any of the beliefs that you may have. And so that could be in the form of, you know, telling yourself these things. It could be in the form of writing them down in a, on a piece of paper every day that you're enough, that you're worthy, that you're strong, just as you are. I, I think of, and you guys, some of you may not even remember, but the whole like Saturday Night Live skit where it was like, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, I love myself. So some kind of affirmation that might be helpful to you to kind of get you to a place that you start to believe what you actually want to achieve. If you don't believe it, it's not going to happen. And so it's about retraining our brain into what's really going on and to empowering yourself to be able to believe that you can do it. And I don't, I can tell you that you can do it, but I think what is really going to be the most helpful is you telling yourself that you can do it and finding some kind of affirmation or some kind of statement that you can say to yourself every day that over time, the more consistently you do it, you believe it. And then it helps you get to where you want to be. 
another way that you can really start to challenge those beliefs is to meditate. So I had a meditation professional on here, Jen Boyleau. I'll put her information in the show notes. I forget what episode number it is, but she talks about meditating. I also had Nancy McGuire. She's a therapist and she talked about how to kind of get still. So perhaps that's another route that you can go is by meditation. In that episode with Jen, it we really talk about meditation because I think it's very overwhelming for a lot of people to do it. But why it's helpful is that you can get some stillness, you know, in your day. And in that time of being quiet, that is a really good time that you can start to challenge those beliefs or to really just affirm that you are good enough, that you're worthy enough, that you're strong enough, and that you can trust your body or whatever it is that you need to tell yourself. But it's just that you have some quiet space that you can say those things to yourself over time. You will start to believe them and it will reshape the core value of who you are and that you'll be better able to meet your health goals. And then the last thing I would say on how to get to a place that you're able to challenge your core beliefs would be to seek out some mental health professional. I don't know that I would have ever gotten to a place that I would have challenged my core beliefs on my own. I needed a health professional to help me identify it and identify what they were because I, when I first started therapy like 15 years ago, I was in this place where I was just going, going, going. And I was too scared to even really tap into how I felt about myself. It was just way too scary, which is why I kept going, going, going. And so over time, I have been able to kind of really dissect and disseminate and start to challenge those, my core belief and without judgment. And so it is really helped by working with a mental health professional. So I encourage you to do that if you feel like you are in a place that you need a little bit more deep, you know, deeper of trying to figure out where you stand and a little bit more probing and by a mental health professional that's licensed would be able to help you. There's also these like these like core value worksheets that you can find online that if you're in a place that you want to, you know, that you're trying to figure out what your core beliefs are, you can kind of start to tap into those by those worksheets. And then also if you have a lot of core beliefs surrounding food and good and bad food, I also encourage you to do the people that created the women that created the dietitians, I should say, that created the whole intuitive eating worksheet. And they have like a whole like intuitive eating workbook. And that's a really great way that you can kind of work through what your core beliefs are about food if that's something that you struggle with. And again, I'll put that in the show notes. So Thank you for listening today. I want to encourage you to start where you're at and to build on a behavior that you're already doing. So if you are already waking up early in the morning, try to maybe add a little bit of an extra five minutes in the morning without having any distractions that you can take some time for yourself and to really get quiet and start to examine what your core beliefs are. That could be first thing in the morning. That could be the end of the night. Anytime that you can just take the time to really sit with your feelings and sit with you know what's going on with you and what you believe about yourself. Like any health-related change, I would say just doing 1% is better than doing nothing at all. So it's progress over perfection. All health-related change takes some time. They don't usually just, 
you snap your fingers and they happen, they take some time. So I encourage you to be kind with yourself and to be gentle and to, you know, start to examine how you feel about yourself because I know that you can also extend that kindness and gentleness to yourself by changing your core beliefs. So I look forward to seeing you guys back here next week. I have a great couple of days and I'll see you for our health tip Tuesday next week. If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self-care. Together, we can take tiny, imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at wholehealthempower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.